The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Do you believe that life and business success only happens when you are young and hungry? Think about some of the most famous entrepreneurs who achieve their greatest success later in life after a few trials and setbacks. Welcome to Second Wind Success with your host, Gene Garino. Get ready to take the journey. The best in life is just ahead. Here's Gene Garino. All right, all right. Welcome back, everybody, to Second Wind Success. Great to have you with us. We had a great show last time. I hope you got a chance to hear it. If not, look at the archives there, and you're going to get a chance to hear that as well. Second Wind Success is all about helping baby boomers discover their second wind in business and in life. You know, a lot of times we don't hit our stride. We don't get our greatest success until later on. It's usually not the first career. A lot of people here, you yourself, you may have gone to school for something, and you're not even in that industry right now. You're doing something completely different. That's perfectly fine. One thing leads to another to another. But as we get older, and as a baby boomer, I know this, once we get older, we start to get better. We start to understand what works and what doesn't work and what we really want and what we don't really want. And that's where our second wind success comes in because as we get older, we start to hit that second wind. And today we have an amazing guest who just an incredible career, and he's doing things in the past, but what he's doing right now is phenomenal. And you know that if you've listened to the show that I'm into assisted living, and that's how I met Dale. And Dale Hensel, our guest this week, when I first met him, it was about this business, the residential assisted living business. So for those of you that don't know quite what that is, what it is is we take a a home and we turn it into an assisted living facility for the elderly. Now, I know as baby boomers, we're not in those homes, but our parents are. And eventually, we're going to need help ourselves, so we may end up being in one of those homes. So instead of going into a large facility, a big institution, it's a regular residence, a house, a home, just like you and I live in now. You literally could be right next door to one. You wouldn't even know it. No sign in front, no loud parties all weekend long. Just a group of seniors there in the home, but their care is being provided for 24-7. It's a great business to be in, and that's what I do, and that's my second win success. It's the greatest success I've ever had in my entire life, and that's saying a lot. I've done a lot of different things, but that's how I met Dale. And, you know, Dale, he he wanted to come to the training that I provide, but he sent somebody in his company to come to the training, and she's been a phenomenal student. And Dale and I have gotten a chance to know each other along the way, and I'm going to let him share a little bit about what he's doing. But first, I want to welcome Dale Hensel. Good to hear you, Dale. Hey, Gene, great to hear you. Thank you for having me on. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I appreciate you coming on, too, because I know you're incredibly busy doing lots of different things out there. Well, we've got some noise on the phone there. So I know you're really, really busy uh, in doing everything that you do, but let's just start at the beginning. I'm actually looking it up right here and looking into some of the background, and one of the things I saw was patron of good deals. You know, that's one of the things you're doing now, but tell us where you started. Where did you start your career way back when? Well, Gene, I, I left high school and went to college for about a year and realized really quickly college just didn't fit me. wasn't a good model for me. Mm. 
and just it, I just didn't fit in the system. And so very quickly, uh, I realized that I needed to find a different way to do things. When I was about 21, I'd hitchhiked up to Alaska and became a commercial fisherman up there for about five years. Loved it. It was a lot of fun. Very, very hard work being out to sea for long periods of time. And I just had a blast. But it definitely was not uh, school at the time that was, that was a fit for me. Went up, made money, and actually started my first business in Alaska as uh, became a boat captain and hired a crew and went down and was scuba diving for sea cucumbers under the water uh, for extended periods of time and was making like $1,000 a day as a 21-year-old and realized right then and there that I was, uh, I was never going to be a good employee. <clears throat> and I fired myself right then and never went back. So that's kind of how I started well, I, out I got there. I got I to gotta jump in here. That's incredible. I did not know that. So a commercial fisherman, you know, we've all seen that show, or at least a lot of us have, where it's the, uh, the crabbers that are out there. You mean in a boat like that out in deep water? Yep, that's what I did. I did, I did pretty much every fishery uh, but one up there. The only one I didn't do was a fishery called Row on Kelp, and every other one I did. Uh, king crabbing, uh, tanner and opelio, uh, dungeness crabbing, salmon, halibut, black cod. I just did just pretty much everything else, but not that one. Wow. So. Wow, that's pretty, pretty amazing because when we see those pictures, every one of us gets an idea of what that really looks like. So you're, you're harvesting sea cucumbers in the bottom of the ocean, and at some point, an epiphany hits and saying, I'm not going to be uh, a nine-to-five guy. I mean, I hope you didn't take off the, uh, the apparatus right there and quit. You uh, kind of came to the surface and then quit. But that was a big deal because you were making good money. What kind of a business yeah. did you start at that point? Well, it was just uh, I, I got a sea cucumber diving license, and I went out and rented a boat and hired some crew and picked up sea cucumbers and sold them to the Japanese markets. And suddenly I realized that my efforts could equal a lot more money, and I got to keep more of my efforts than I would if I was just working on as a deckhand on the boats. So that was the epiphany that hit, and luckily the wow. epiphany hit when I was on the surface, so I was, I was fine there. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, the water's a little chilly to take off the apparatus, but you know the idea of working for somebody else, because I know people who are listening right now, they went to school, and second wind success is all about, well, maybe school wasn't for them. Maybe they didn't go all the way. I didn't graduate from college. I went for literally one semester, two classes. And you went for a year, and then you moved into doing some other things that were pretty exotic, pretty different. A lot of people, we've heard about that. We've seen that on TV, but very few people listening, I'm sure, can really grasp what that was. But then you started a business, and in that business, you realized by having control of this, you can actually make more money and have a better lifestyle. So what happened after that? Well, I moved back to, after about five years in Alaska, I moved back to Idaho, and I started buying apartment complexes. I didn't start with the houses. I just started with apartment complexes. My first one was about mm. 15 units, and six months later, I bought another 15, and and uh, six months after that, I bought a 44 unit and another 44 unit. And I just continued to go until I had bought up about 250 apartments in about two and a half years. But I started with no money. I didn't have any credit. I didn't know what I was doing. But none of that stopped me and, uh, uh, from doing it. And I didn't know it was supposed to be hard until after about 100 and some odd units, somebody says, you can't do that. That's impossible. That's, that's impossible to do. And it was only then that I learned that it was supposed to be hard, but by then it was too late. I'd already bought them. 
<laughs> I love that. Just going for it because you are like that. You're you're just a ball of energy. And uh, I mean, back then when you're how old were you at that point? Twenty twenty something. Twenty six. Twenty six. Twenty six. Yep. So 26 years old, you, you must have been, you're a ball of energy now, years later, <laughs> then you must be off the charts. So you did it. Nobody told you you couldn't do it, so you went ahead. And then at some point you realized, wow, they said it was hard, but you knew that if you just committed yourself, you could do it. Now, I know you help people. You kind of mentor people who are looking for their second wind or direction in their life. But when you're going through that process, I mean, I have coached hundreds of thousands of people around the world on business and real estate and stock market trading and so on. But a lot of people, the concept of working for themselves, it's really foreign to them. And it's something they they can't quite relate to. They haven't done it yet. Do you have some advice for people when they're first getting started thinking about let me do something on my own, not get a new job, but do something on my own. Where do you have them start? Well, so for me, most people, you're right, don't, don't know how to conceptualize how to work for themselves. They, they see it over there, but it, it's a very distant, uh, unrelatable thing. They say, well, somebody else can do it, but that's not me. And they desire it. They want what that brings a lot of times, the extra rewards, the financial gain, um, <clears throat> the command of your own destiny, but they don't know how to bridge the gap from here to there. And so a lot mm-hmm. of the times what they end up with is a great deal of fear of what that jump, what that leap would look like when they landed on the other side. And I, I, I try to put the in perspective. So the best thing that I do for people who are starting out sometimes is I just point out the simple fact that you're going to be dead someday. Death is inevitable. You are going to die. Mm-hmm. And it was when I realized that my own mortality and that death was coming and every day was a day closer to it, I suddenly lost a lot of my fears of what if. It just, they just evaporated in the face of death. Because what if I hadn't? What if I had reached an age where I couldn't and I hadn't done what I had wanted to do? And so that really drives me and it really helps me overcome the fears because it doesn't mean that I don't have the fears. It means that I've just found a strategy for overcoming those fears and facing them because there's something even scarier, which a lot of times is death. And when I looked at that and said, mm. wow, this is, I could die someday. I will die someday. But here's the opportunity on the front side of, of I get to enjoy a great life and do some of the things I want. What is the worst case scenario if I jump and I land poorly and I skin my knees and I, and I take a bad fall? It's not terminal. So I found that most failures in life are not terminal. And, uh, and, that's, and that, I think, has been one of the best things that I've done for people sometimes is just point out the simple life is, uh, mistakes are not terminal in life most of the time. I mean, there's always the terminal right. ones, like skiing off a cliff and whatnot. Hey, but if it is terminal, at least you know what not to do, and you, you only do it once. Uh, so at right, that point, right. it's right. If it's terminal, you don't have to worry again, ever. That's right. So death is inevitable. There's our, our words of wisdom at this moment. So as a starting point, and Dale's going to be with us for the entire show. We're going to go right through this because what you're doing now is just incredible and very inspiring. But death is inevitable. So if we start with that and we, I don't want to say give your, give your mindset of six months to live, but the point is we are going to pass away. And at some point, we're going to have regrets of not the things we did, but the things we didn't do. So what a great starting point to at least begin at. Now, I know you've gone through and done a lot of different things, and we're going we're gonna to take our time to kind of segue right through this, but Second Wind Success is all about helping baby boomers find that second wind in business and in life, and you've done that 
and you also help people with that. We'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit. But right now, one of the things you do is assisted living. So just tell us a little bit about that. Okay, perfect. So one of the things that I, uh, you know, I took, I did, uh, I'll go back to it in a minute, but um, <clears throat> I had an opportunity to sell a company and take a couple years off and took some time off, uh, spent it with my daughter um, when she was brand new and born. And at some point along the lines, I said, okay, it's time to start over. It's time to get back to work. She got old enough to go to school and I lost my play buddy. So it was time to do my next thing because I, you know, I, I could not retire and sit still at such a young age. So my next thing was, is, well, <clears throat> instead of, you know, just having to worry about paying the rent and making enough money to, uh, you know, eat and everything else, I was at a point where I could say, I want to do something that's impactful and big and, um, and really, really, really give me an opportunity to do something significant. And that's when I'd run across nice. the living. What's that? Uh, nice. And actually, we skipped a whole chunk there, and I apologize, because we went all the way from Alaska and the sea cucumbers with that first business, and then we went on to a sold a business. So we're going to come back to that, because I don't want to miss anything. It's a fascinating story. The, our guest here today, Dale Hensel, uh, he's sharing with us his second win success and where he's at today. And we're going to keep going through this and, and walking through this path. And remember, second win success, the show is really all about helping baby boomers find their second wind in business and in life. What you're doing today isn't the end. It's just the beginning. Whatever you've done in the past is the past. We can't change that. But if you're at a spot in your life where you're looking for something more, you're looking for something that will inspire you, that will drive you, that will really get you to where you really want to be, well, this show itself is all about helping you find exactly that. I know for me it was the residential assisted living where I know for the rest of my life I've got something that I can be passionate about in a business where it is continuing to grow and actually exploding. And I teach people how to get into this business, and that's a, a wonderful thing for me to be able to do. We call that doing good and doing well. So helping other people and making money, those two things together. So as we come back with Dale, he's going to share with us how he got from point A to point B we really just started off on point A. It was left high school, went to college for a year, went up to Alaska, started doing the commercial fishing, but you did that for five years. Then you went into your own sea cucumber business after you're harvesting yourself for somebody else. Then you went into your own business, and then we skipped a whole step because the concept of selling a company, I want to talk about that. So we're going to be coming back in just a little bit. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, it is coming up to the break. And this is Gene Garino from Second Wind Success. And again, this show is all about helping baby boomers find their second wind in business and in life. We'll be right back. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Hey, this is Gene from Second Wind Success. If you've been thinking about mom... Dad, are they safe? Are they comfortable? Are they able to take care of themselves? Well, maybe you're ready for assisted living for mom or dad. I know you don't want to put them in a home because if you're like me, when mom and dad needed help, you didn't want to just put them in a big box facility with 100, 200 people. No, you they lived in a home and you want to keep them in a home. Well, I found a solution. It's called Sweetwater Pines, upscale assisted living in a very, very comfortable home setting right near Scottsdale Road and Cactus in a beautiful, gorgeous home. If you're looking for 24-hour care where they're safe 
and taken care of and loved on. All the food, all the medication management, everything they need, and a great place for you to come and visit as well. Well, there it is for you. If you'd like a tour just to check it out and see what it's like, give a call, 602-430-5382. That's Sweetwater Pines at 602-430-5382. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Hey, this is Gene from Second Wind Success. The boomers are here. You can't stop this silver tsunami. It's here and this is your opportunity. If you'd like to learn how to turn a single-family home into a cash flow machine with residential assisted living, the Residential Assisted Living Academy is your opportunity. What we do is we show you how to turn a single-family home into a cash flow machine. To learn more, call 480-704-3065. That's 480-704-3065. Or come to our website at ralacademy.com. That's R-A-L-Academy.com. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now. 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Second Wind Success with Gene Garino. If you have a question or comment about our program, please send an email to gene at ralacademy.com. That's G-E-N-E at ralacademy.com. Now back to Second Wind Success. Welcome back. All right, all right. This is Gene with Second Wind Success, where we help baby boomers discover their second wind in business and in life. Our guest this week is Dale Hetzel, and Dale was sharing with us how he started in high school, left there, went to college for a year, left there and said, that's not quite for me, went up to Alaska, became a commercial fisherman, did everything you've seen on all those TV shows, and then he realized, my goodness, I should be working for myself. So his first business was, uh, you, you had a, a sea cucumber business, I don't know how else to say it, but processing them, selling them, exporting them, and so on. What happened after that? I went. I moved to Idaho. Bought up a bunch of apartment complexes. Uh, about two hundred and fifty oh, apartments. Right. About two and a half years um, in, and then I moved to Dallas and bought part of a four hundred unit apartment complex. <clears throat> that was a very rough shape, with a couple other partners, and um, and I had a great lesson there. I got my butt kicked basically by the apartment complex, and it, I lost it, and I got sued by the city of Dallas. It was just a, it was a huge mess, but uh, I learned a lot of lessons. And one of the best lessons I got out of it was learning about the whole foreclosure process. <clears throat> so I'd started to do a few foreclosures uh, real, in real estate, buying foreclosed houses in Dallas. But I really quickly learned this. Every time I went to the foreclosure auction, somebody would be there to outbid me. The problem is, is I don't like the competition and I just, I, I was wasting a lot of time doing a lot of work and I couldn't get a good deal because there were a lot of people who were willing to outbid me. And so I, I decided to go upstream and I started to buy non-performing mortgages directly from banks, right? And mm-hmm. I found that I could go upstream, buy the non-performing mortgages and sell them to the people at the foreclosure auction and make my money that way. 
So I did that. In fact, Very interesting. I did that with, yeah, I did that with so much success that I ended up taking that company public, raising money for it, establishing a line of credit for it, and we were buying up thousands and thousands of mortgages um, from like 2002 to 2007. We were buying first lien mortgages all over the country, and sometimes as little as 25 cents on the dollar. And this was all during the, the rise and boom of real estate. But in 2002, I had realized something. I had looked ahead and looked behind. I had looked ahead to where the market was going, and I looked behind and realized that the banks, right after 9-11, were doing a lot of the same lending practices that caused the savings and loan crash back in the, 80s, in the late 80s. And the savings mm-hmm. and loan crash was in Texas. It was, that was kind of the center point. And I had had an opportunity to talk to a lot of guys who had been in the banking industry during that time, and they told me what had gone wrong and how they had missed out on huge opportunities during their lifetime to buy skyscrapers and huge commercial properties for 10 cents on the dollar. And I looked at this, and I realized the banks were lending money in exactly the same process and way. And I thought, well, history often repeats itself. So I made a bet back in 2002 that the banks were going to crash, and the only way I had access to the capital markets, or had access to capital, was to go to the capital markets with a public company and raise money and buy up non-performing debt, because I found no bank would loan me money to buy another bank's bad debt. But I thought these were great real estate deals. Banks didn't care. So instead, Mm -hmm. I went to the capital markets, raised money, and bought bad debt, specifically uh, first lien mortgages, and then I grew that company and ran it for, um, as the CEO for about five years. And then in 2007, I had sold all of my apartment complexes because I had thought that things were changing. The winds were starting to change, and I had an opportunity to exit by selling my position off to a hedge fund. And so that's what I did, and I managed to have a decent exit. And then 2008 came along and crashed a bunch of things, and it actually did you know, take a chunk out of my pocket. It took away $20 million dollars. Um, I lost $20 million in 2008, and that was pretty significant. And, you know, I needed, uh, I needed, I had the wind knocked out of me, essentially, and I needed a little time to, uh, it didn't break me, but it did take me down significantly. And I needed a little time to kind of reset and get my second wind back. Go ahead. Yeah, it's amazing because you just went through a ton of stuff. I want to backtrack and make sure that everybody heard what you said. One of the things that you shared was that you, you segued from one market and that market itself buying those apartments. Then you moved to another market, Dallas, and then you went even bigger there. You went in with some partners and it didn't go well. And, and a lot of times, we, we've talked about this on the show with Second Wind Success here, helping baby boomers find that second win in business and in life. The concept of getting the wind knocked out of you, getting knocked down, getting losing money or losing a career or a business failing, and when you get knocked down, sometimes the hardest thing is to get back up. You know, being in that gap where you're just not quite sure what to do, but you got up, and what I love is that you recognized something out of it where you said, wow, this foreclosure process, there's something here. And when you hit some headwinds there where there was some competition that you're, you're thinking, I can get around this, and you went upstream. I love that concept too there, Dale, upstream where let me get in front of this process, and you created something brand new. Those skills that Dale is talking about here, everybody, when we talk about second wind success and trying to figure out where you're going, what you want to do, and the things that you want to have happen in your life, listen to the life lessons that Dale is sharing with you there. When you get knocked down, get back up. 
look for that quote-unquote silver lining, look for that opportunity, and if there's a lot of competition, let's move in front of them so we can actually get something to sell to. It's fascinating what you just went through right there. So now let's go back in. You said 02 to 07, you did that company, and it went public. You sold it off. Uh, so when you sold it off, did you get paid in stock? Was that pretty much it? I, I got a, I got some cash. I got some stock. It was a nice mixture, and so and contractually, mm-hmm. I was also tied up in some of the uh, company's finances for a period of time. Hence, some of the reason I lost so much money later. But it was a really, really good lesson for me on how to structure the deal, uh, how to do a deal that was was sufficient. How to uh, I, I learned so much there, and I think that's a lesson mm-hmm. right there, Gene. Is in every single time I've been knocked down. I have learned so much. So the next time I got up, I was faster, I was better, and I was less afraid. When you get knocked down and mm. you get back up and you realize you're not dead, you're like, that's awesome. I'm not dead. So <laughs> I'm now smarter. I just finished paying my stupid tax, and now I'm all paid up on my stupid tax. I can do it better and easier and faster, quicker, larger, so much more effectively. So you know, that was some of the one best of the things you shared. Ever had. Yeah, well, you are a good student. I mean, that's amazing because a lot of people they get knocked down and they just they're out for the count. You know, it's like an MMA fight and they're just they're gone, they're done. But you learn from these lessons as you get knocked down, learning from those lessons, and that's another massive takeaway with everybody who's listening here. The concept of learn from those life lessons. I call it the golden string. Mike Mike Fitzpatrick, he's a Fitzgerald rather. He's somebody who shared that concept with me that one thing leads to another leads to another, and it's golden if we learn a along the way, what to do and what not to do. So this path that you went through was a phenomenal learning experience. And I like that term, you paid your stupid tax, and now you know what to do. You're better, faster, quicker. And you actually show people how to do this. One of the things, I want to segue forward just briefly, and I don't want to get off, I want to make sure we fill in all the blanks right here. But a couple of things, you, you do deals now. And one of the things you do is you raise capital from time to time, and you also help people who are looking for their second wind or their their direction in life. And I, you know, I don't want to put you on the spot here, but if if somebody wants to, you know, learn more about what you do, how can they be in touch with you? Um, uh, you know, I have a really simple email. Uh, if somebody wants to talk to me, it's it's uh, it's talk t a l k at originalcare dot com. Uh, originalcare dot com. So a talk at originalcare dot com comes to me. And a lot of times I will have a, uh, a little autoresponder that says, here's my calendar, pick a time, talk to me. If you want to talk to me, pick a time, tell me what we're going to talk about. I've been mentoring people professionally for about 15 years or at, at, at a significant level. And when I say a significant level or professionally, what I mean is I've had people fly from South Africa, from all over the place to fly and come here and work with me or to work for me or to be mentored by me in a number of different uh, uh, capacities, some of the people who've actually flown here and worked for me ended up staying and working for me for years and years and years. And, uh, you know, my goal is to, you know, kind of help the corporate rat escape the cage, kind of help, you know, become, help you become a cubicle escape artist, get out of the cubicle, get out of the corporate world, into the real world where there's a lot more risk, but there's a lot more reward. And the risk really, the risk here is mostly 
paying your stupid tax a little bit and getting the successes and the, the rewards on the other side. So if I can, so a lot of times I will have guys who've been in their forties and fifties and been in their mid thirties and saying, I've been in the corporate world, tired of it, done with it. And I want out. And when they do that, Got it. you know, they'll, they'll call and talk to me and we'll, I'll sometimes, sometimes I'll talk to them one time and that will be the only time I talk to them, but well, we've got a new direction and you can go from there. We're going to, we're going to pick this up right after the break right here, but talk at originalcare.com. If you want to get in touch with Dale to have a conversation to just kind of start the ball, talk at originalcare.com. This is Second Wind Success, where we help baby boomers find their second wind in business and in life. I'm Gene Garino, and I'm so glad that you're here listening to us. And Dale's going to share with us what he's doing now and what he's raising capital for now. And maybe that's something you'll be interested in getting involved in, and he'll share that with you. Second Wind Success, helping baby boomers find their second win in business and in life. We'll be right back. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Hey, this is Gene from Second Wind Success. The boomers are here. You can't stop this silver tsunami. It's here And this is your opportunity. If you'd like to learn how to turn a single-family home into a cash flow machine with residential assisted living, the Residential Assisted Living Academy is your opportunity. What we do is we show you how to turn a single-family home into a cash flow machine. To learn more, call 480-704-3065. That's 480-704-3065. Or come to our website at ralacademy.com. That's R-A-L-Academy.com. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Hey, this is Gene from Second Wind Success. Have you ever wondered how mom is doing today? I mean, you're at work, you're comfortable, but is she? Is she okay today? Your mom, your dad, she may need help. He may need help, but you're not sure what to do. I know you're not ready to put mom in a home. Nobody ever is. But here's the deal. Is she able to take care of herself? And if you're not quite sure, you're not quite ready, here's what I did. When my mom needed help, I started to look, and I didn't want a big box solution, 100, 200 people, like an apartment or hotel. I was looking for a home, and I found it. Adagio Gardens, right here in Phoenix, a comfortable home with a group of seniors my mom's own age, dad's own age, where she can be taken care of 24-7. Whether they need medication management or housekeeping and all the food, everything is provided in a very comfortable home life. So if you're looking for a safe place for mom where she can be taken care of, check out Adagio Gardens. I did. Give them a call, 602-430-5382. Adagio Gardens, 602-430-5382. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Second Wind Success with Gene Garino. If you have a question or comment about our program, please send an email to gene at ralacademy.com. That's G-E-N-E at ralacademy.com. Now back to Second Wind Success. All right, all right. Welcome back. This is Gene Garino, Second Wind Success. 
where we help baby boomers find their second wind in business and in life. We've got an amazing guest here with us today, Dale Hensel, and Dale's been walking us through his path to get to where he is today with his second wind success, and there's so many life lessons in here. I'm going to just recap what he's shared so far, and then we're going to go right into where he's at today, but started off, left high school, went on to college, did one year there, didn't go through the whole stint, went up to Alaska, got into commercial fishing, and did everything you've seen on TV, all those amazing and then gut-wrenching rides out in the deep ocean, and and then at some point had a revelation as he was harvesting sea cucumbers at the bottom of the ocean, said, I should have my own company, started his own sea cucumber company, where he was in charge and realized that was a much better situation to be in. And then from there, he then came back on the dry land and with this epiphany and said, you know what, time to do something else. Got apartments, started with one, then two, had hundreds of units. Then he moved to Dallas. Then he did a larger project, 400 units, and then things went down from there. But then he turned that disaster, if you will, into a, a wonderful opportunity and learned about the foreclosure process, found a lot of competition, and then he said, let me get a stream of that and find more opportunity, and he created that, and that then turned into a company where he ended up taking it public and selling it off, and that's kind of where we're at at this point, so Dale, I want you to pick it up from there. After it got sold off and the market turned down, yes, you lost some of the money that you had made there, but the lessons carried forward, so what did you do next? Well, I had the opportunity to move to Corrales, New Mexico, just outside of Albuquerque, buy a little farm, and I had a brand new baby. And so I wanted to play dad for a little while, and that was another one of my second win successes. I didn't have a child until I was 38. I figured I was old enough at that point. And uh, uh, so we had a kid, and I got to play daddy for the first four years. And when she started going to school and I lost my play buddy, I figured it was time to get back to work, time to go build some businesses and go have another level of success because, well, I was bored. So what happened there, what happened there was uh, I connected with a couple people and we put together an online business and we grew that from to, uh, we were selling nutraceutical supplements and other products online. Our first year, we did about four and a half million. Our second year, about 12 and a half. Uh, our third year, about 22. And so now we've got a highly diversified group of products, including a beard product, and we sell almost $25 million a year worth of beard product alone now. And during that uh, hyper growth, one of my business partners and I sat down and we have had some, both of us have had some successes and some losses. And we looked at each other and said, there's only, and this is, this comes right out of Alaska. This is a lesson I learned there. And I said, there's only one captain to a ship. So we were stepping on each other's toes and we had a really good talk and said, one of us needs to run something online. One of us needs to run something offline. And so he and I sat down and kind of figured out which one, uh, who would do what. And we both had real estate backgrounds. So I said, let me do some real estate stuff. And he said, great, here's some money. Here's, you don't have to worry about the company. It's running really well. Do you trust me to run it? Good, let me do it. And I stayed out of his way. And he did great with that. And I went ahead and started doing real estate, which at the time, um, that was about the time that I had heard about your class. And I, uh, a friend of mine had brought it to me in a, purchased a ticket, but I was so busy. I sent one of my, um, one of my people there and she had gone to the class, Carla Lee, one of your students and came back and Mm -hmm. said, this is really cool stuff. Let me tell you about it. And she sat me down, explained it all. And we decided within a couple days to go all in and do this. 
And here's why. I'm, I mean, I, I don't know if uh, people always understand about the residential assisted living uh, facility homes out there, but here's something that's really interesting. There's, uh, here's some really top high-level numbers, and this was the exact same thing that I saw in the, uh, the bank crash in 2002. I saw a confluence of events that are going to create a situation in which I could capitalize on, and I like to do big things. So here's the numbers. There's about 1.3, 1.4 million beds out there currently. There's an average 92% occupancy rate for all those beds. So that leaves probably about 8% of that or a couple hundred thousand beds that are empty. However, there's 60,000 new butts entering the beds every year and only about 20,000 new beds entering the system. So that means a negative 40,000 beds per year. Well, if you have 200,000 plus beds and you've got a negative uh, 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 40,000 uptake rate, so there's more uh, butts than there is beds, it's only going to be four or five years before that crunch becomes really significant and it's not going to slow down or stop for another 17 years. So based on that, I realized that, yeah, what's that? I was going to say that those are amazing stats. So 1.3, 1.4 million beds today, 92% occupancy rates, but there's 60,000 new people that come in wanting new beds and they're only creating 20,000 new beds a year. That, that's yeah. a huge backlog of need right there. Well, there's going to, in about four or five years, the, the, the need's going to become almost critical. And I've, I've actually started coining the term uh, Bedmageddon. So I saw Bedmageddon is coming, and I wanted to be there holding as many beds as possible in the, in the, uh, in the, uh, in the coming uh, crunch when people are going to be buying these beds up wholesale as fast as possible because of the market is going to push prices up. Prices are already significant now, but I see that they're going to go up, especially as there's a dearth of beds. So based on this, we decided to go all in and start buying as many of these residential homes as possible. Put a good management company together with experienced people and start taking over these assisted living facilities, rehabbing new ones, building a a couple new ones, and that has been the direction and focus for the last year and a half with this company. So this is the next level of success. We've already bought four here, five here in uh, Albuquerque, and have another five in Phoenix with a partner. And essentially, we are building, uh, we are going to be acquiring as many as we can. The goal is 3,000 beds over the next four years. That's a lot of bets. But I'd already built a public traded company once, so I think this should be let me, let me just pause because I want to take it forward from here, but you know, you're rattling off amazing numbers. I just want people to appreciate here a little bit the concept of Bedmageddon. You know, there's a need, and it's coming, and it's bigger and bigger, and there's room for everybody. That's why I teach people how to do this, Dale, and you know that. it's There's so yeah. many opp- there's so much opportunity. It's okay if other people get in, and I'm your biggest fan. I, when Carla Lee came to the class, she's incredible. You're incredible, but the goal of 3,000 beds in four years' time, number one, that sounds audacious for one person or one individual to start and to think of. Think about that. That's just a drop in the bucket for the need. So I know you're going to be able to do it, and I know that it's a huge opportunity. But then the bigger, bigger, bigger plan is then when they start buying up those beds, at some point you're going to roll them up and sell them off. Is that the plan? 
That's exactly the plan, Gene. We are going to have, the goal is to have an aggregated amount that has a singular management overlay that can manage all of the properties. We have, we, we spend an average of eight to $10 million a year on advertising in Facebook every year for the beard products. So we know how to drive traffic to our beard products and to, and to get sales on the internet. So one of the advantages we have is we also know how to advertise for and drive people into these houses to keep them full, to keep the uh, occupancy high, to, to stay as full as we possibly can. So we do have an advantage there. And we're developing all of these things right now, and it's going to take a few years to really, really get them developed out, polished, and running smoothly. But I can see the end goal from where I stand. And, uh, and we know... You know, after all of the stu- stupid tax that I've paid all my life, and I have paid millions in stupid tax, <laughs> I have now got the specific education and the experience behind me. And I know how to hire the right people to be able to e- execute to this very clear path forward. I realized there was going to be Bedmageddon coming when I, when I looked back. And in 2008, there was all of these beds being built. And 2008, all of the all of the buildings stopped cold almost everywhere in the country. And what happened was, is it, for the next five years, the, the growth of beds was not very hot or very heavy or very much. And I think what had happened is people forgot they had originally put this bed again even further out. But when you took a five-year divot out of the supply chain of beds, but nobody stopped getting older, I think people mm. didn't realize that it kind of brought bed a little bit closer in time. And so that's you know, what we're looking to do. You and I know what we're talking about here, but I want others to kind of grasp what you just said, the concept of the, when the markets changed in 2008, all of that building that was in place, the plans for new beds slowed down, then eventually stopped. And when it stopped at that point, just like he, Dale just said, people did not stop aging. So there's people still moving in. The occupancy rates have been through the roof. And now they're just starting to build again because I know some people are seeing new builds go up. And they're wondering, is it too late? And the answer is absolutely not. Now, first of all, we're gonna, we're, we've got one more section. If you can stay with us, Dale, because I want you to get into some of the opportunities you're doing right now. But if people want to learn more about original care, where would they go for that? Or your homes? Um, so there's, there's, we have some in uh, Albuquerque. You can go to originalcare.com. We have some in Phoenix. And you can call uh, a phone number, 480-208-8839, and talk to Hal if you're looking to actually place somebody in one of the homes. Uh, he'll, he can take your call there. Again, that's 480-208-8839. You can uh, talk to Hal for somebody if, you need, if you're looking for a place for your mom in Phoenix or uh, in, in uh, Surprise, Arizona. And of course, originalcare.com for our Albuquerque homes. Now, well, we're going to be doing. I'm happy. Uh, I want to come back. And and you were offering before the idea of if they just want to be in touch with you in regards to how you might be able to help mentor somebody or walk them through where they're at and where they want to go. That you're willing to start that conversation by going to talk at originalcare.com. Yeah. T-A-L-K at OriginalCare.com. Dale's going to come back with us for our final section right here, and he's going to share with us what he's doing today and how, if you want to get involved, how you might be able to participate in that. Because I have to tell you, Dale, you're, you're a really neat guy to know, and also your experience of what you've done in the past is giving you a lot of 
you call it stupid tax, but there's a lot of life lessons in there, and you're willing to share it. And that's an amazing combination. I really appreciate that. And you also said something else, the idea of hiring the right people. I know that you do something very specific, because I've experienced it through Carla Lee, not just finding the right people, but nurturing them and help grow them to bring them to another level. And it's very, very cool what you're doing. So we're going to talk about that as well. This is Second Wind Success, where we help baby boomers find their second wind in business and in life. I want to thank our sponsor, RAL Academy. If you'd like to learn how to get into the residential assisted living business, go to ralacademy.com. That's ralacademy.com. This is Gene Garino with Second Wind Success. We're going to be right back. Stay with us. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Hey, this is Gene from Second Wind Success. If you've been thinking about mom, dad, are they safe? Are they comfortable? Are they able to take care of themselves? Well, maybe you're ready for assisted living for mom or dad. I know you don't want to put them in a home because if you're like me, when mom and dad needed help, you didn't want to just put them in a big box facility with 100, 200 people. No, you they lived in a home and you want to keep them in a home. Well, I found a solution. It's called Sweetwater Pines, upscale assisted living in a very, very comfortable home setting right near Scottsdale Road and Cactus in a beautiful, gorgeous home. If you're looking for 24-hour care where they're safe and taken care of and loved on, all the food, all the medication management, everything they need, and a great place for you to come and visit as well, well, there it is for you. If you'd like a tour just to check it out and see what it's like, give a call, 602-430-5382. That's Sweetwater Pines at 602-430-5382. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Hey, this is Gene from Second Wind Success. The boomers are here. You can't stop this silver tsunami. It's here And this is your opportunity. If you'd like to learn how to turn a single-family home into a cash flow machine with residential assisted living, the Residential Assisted Living Academy is your opportunity. What we do is we show you how to turn a single-family home into a cash flow machine. To learn more, call 480-704-3065. That's 480-704-3065. Or come to our website at ralacademy.com. That's R-A-L-Academy.com. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now. 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Second Wind Success with Gene Garino. If you have a question or comment about our program, please send an email to gene at ralacademy.com. That's G-E-N-E at ralacademy.com. Now back to Second Wind Success. All right, all right. Welcome back, everybody. Second Wind Success, helping baby boomers find their second wind in business and in life. We've got an incredible guest here with us today, Dale Hensel. And Dale's been walking us through his entire career right up to this moment in time. But 
just to take us in the way back machine, it all started way back when high school, college, a little bit, went into commercial fishing, started his own business with sea cucumbers, rolled that forward into real estate, and then into a second market of real estate, got whacked like a lot of people did in real estate, learned through that process about the foreclosures, then into buying debt straight from the bank, took that company public, sold it off, did great, then the market it whacked them again, and learning lessons the whole way through in this concept of Everything is inevitable, meaning we're all going to die at some point. Let's not just focus on, you know, let's be afraid. Let's only hold it. We can go forward. We can get excited about what we're doing. And for those of you looking for a second wind in business and life, this has been an incredible interview right here to learn from Dale what he's been doing. So we went through this whole thing, but now you're doing the assisted living. And as you're growing this with this goal of the residential assisted living with 3,000 beds in four years, do you do that with your own money, or how do you do this and put it together? Well, um, no. I have learned a long time ago, especially when I was buying apartment complexes and when I was buying bad debt from banks, not to do everything with my own money. One, because if I did, I could only extend as far as my own personal wallet went, and I found that was pretty limiting because I didn't have an unlimited wallet. What I've done over the years is I've learned to raise money from investors, both from small investors who are savvy and know what they're doing and know what they want, all the way up to private equity and hedge funds and the the actual stock market. So what I do is I go to the investors with a really good, here's what I am doing, here's a really good plan, and here's what I'm doing, here's how we're going to do it, and here's the experience we have, and here's what we think will happen. And to to the right people, it makes so much sense. And so I've just always been able to go out there, just tell them the truth. Here's what, what it, here's the upside. Here's the downside. Here's the risks, and here's the potential rewards. And the right people say, "Great, I'm in. Sounds great." And I built a number of businesses and had a number of investors for a lot of years. So it, that's typically how I've been do, able to do it, and how I've been able to progress and grow businesses is I just tell a really, really good plan <clears throat> of what I'm doing, and and people are like. I'm on board. So I've, so I've been doing that for some of these assisted living facilities as well. As I talked to some of my friends, I said, here's what I'm doing. A lot of them like, I'm in. I want to play. I want to, do, I want to be part of this. And so that's, that's you know, I have um, to, sometimes yeah, how, I have how to I've say, done that. In, in our experience uh, working together and getting to know each other, and as I teach others through the academy on how to do this specifically, this is the easiest thing I've ever raised capital for. And I mean that because... People who want to get in this business, they don't know what you know and what I know, and they're not willing to put in the, the work part of it, but they do want to get in and writing that check. And I'm guessing there's some people that want to get into this business right now and might want to be in touch with you. So if they wanted to be in touch with you specifically about the investment part, if they just sent you an email at that talk at originalcare.com, would that be a good place to let them be in touch with you on that? Yeah, I'd be happy to uh, take emails from that. That is, that is fine. Um, like I tell anyone, not every investment is appropriate, and, and I'm not always a good fit for some investors. And so there are some people I will not take, uh, take investment from because if, it's, if we're sure. not a good fit, that's just fine. And, that, and that's okay, though. So one yeah, of the things absolutely. That, yeah. One of the things um, is another, another part of this business that uh, – that, is part of the second wind success that we're doing with the, with the assisted living right now is there is not, there has not been, um, we found that there was a great overlay with the, uh, with the, uh, another business called the hospice. 
And uh, mm-hmm. the hospice has allowed us to, we found that there's about an 80% overlay um, between the assisted living and the hospice clients. So they're, all, they're very, very, very similar clientele. And by doing a hospice as well as the assisted living, the hospice is the service that goes into the assisted living. We are able to actually pretty much double the profit of these, uh, these properties by doing that. And so the thing that I've learned in some of my other businesses was sometimes buying ancillary or additional um, services that the same client would need has made everything more profitable and easier to do. So we're doing that as well at this very moment. I think that for the right people who are building or buying into assisted living or learning your course, um, I think there's another component that if it fits well for them, they may consider either a joint venture or additional ownership in a hospice that would make it, uh, a, a, it makes total sense when you do it like that. So, but you know, we, we always have to follow all the laws. We're very compliant with all the laws. So those, there is some laws around that. And you just have to pay attention to them. You know, I always say this, let me phone the learn the rules of the game you play in so you can play safe. First and foremost. Go ahead. Like it. Well, let me fill in the blanks for some people because you mentioned hospice and hospice for most people in their mind, it's a not-for-profit. It's a service that's provided. And that's true. It is a service. But when we say not-for-profit, I always remind people the NFL is a not-for-profit organization. That's just a tax code or a tax vehicle to get something. So a hospice is actually an incredible business where there's money that's available through the government through this hospice service, and what you're doing is now you're adding that on, layering it on an ancillary business with the assisted living, and that's a brilliant move. But I have to tell you, yeah, for those people listening right now, I have to tell you, though, that's not something that is easy to get into. As a matter of fact, it takes a good good chunk of money and a lot of effort and the right team to be able to do a hospice. So if you're thinking about doing that, have a conversation with Dale first, maybe invest in one, but doing one is, uh, that's a whole different animal. <laughs> yeah. I, we partnered with somebody who had years of experience in hospice and they are the CEO and we are investors and we are part owners. So it was, so it's a more of a joint venture pro, uh, 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 property and it's, it's a great way for us to facilitate what we're already doing. And for them to, they, they were happy to both get an investment from us and also to be able to partner with a number of assisted living facilities. So it's like half their marketing cost right there. So it, it helps with, That's with terrific. Uh, both sides. Yeah. It's terrific. And hospice is a wonderful service for end of life. And, and you know, when we... Yeah, when we talk about assisted living, the concept of helping people at the at this moment in their life, it's they could be in assisted living for years, where hospice tends to be towards the end of life. So we've covered a lot of ground here today, and I just want to kind of recap it and make sure that, uh, you know, in our last couple of minutes here together, Dale, I know that we, we talked about, number one, you help people, and that's why you uh, said you would come on the show, the concept of second wind success. You help people from kind of a mentorship, but you don't do that uh, in a way that is um, – anyway, I'm just going to put it this way. If you want to have a conversation with Dale, it begins with send him a, an email at talk at originalcare.com and see where that conversation takes you from there because Dale has a big heart, but he's got tremendous experience and insight, uh, but he only works with certain people, so it's kind of a give and take. It's not a okay, – anyway, if you're interested, do that. Also, with Dale's homes that are in Arizona, New Mexico, and you're expanding to other states as well, originalcare.com is the place to go there. 
and the concept of if you'd like to be in touch with him and have that conversation about potentially uh, something where there's some uh, maybe investment in or alongside what Dale's doing, send him an email there at talk at originalcare.com to kind of walk him through that. Dale, I want to thank you so much for being with us as our guest this week. It's been absolutely our pleasure. We've learned a lot. I hope you had a good time. I did. It was a blast. Terrific. Well, I want to thank everybody who's listening here. This is Second Wind Success, and if you've been looking for something in your life, you've been looking for an opportunity, you've been hoping that something would change, nothing's going to change until you change. When you make that decision that you're ready for something more, that you want to do something different, you can do it. And if it's assisted living, great. If it's something else, fantastic. But it's got to be your heart's desire. Give yourself the opportunity to dream a little bit, to think outside of the box a little bit. That's what this show is all about, Second Wind Success, helping baby boomers find their second wind in business and in life. I'm Gene Garino, your host. Look forward to being with you next week on Second Wind Success. Thank you for joining us this week. Second Wind Success with Gene Garino can be heard every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Remember to stay the course. Good times are just ahead.